right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment, second part, whatever you want to call it, of the Steelers preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, senior editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joining me as always, Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer, Dave Schofield, the other editor at BTSC. And we've already talked about a player to watch on offense, maybe someone that in particular, for whatever reason, you're excited about seeing. But let's talk about the defensive side of the ball now. Again, I don't think we're going to see Cam Hayward. I don't think we're going to see Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't think we're going to see even Tyson Alulu and or Joe Hayden. That's just my own opinion. If there's someone else, for whatever reason, that you're thinking about, I would really want to see this person and what they can do. On defense, Brian, who are you going with in this game Friday night? I don't want to see Minka either. I don't want to see – I don't even want to see Highsmith. For, for that matter. Don't want to see those guys. Um, enjoy your night off. Charlotte's a great city. Go party like it's 1979. Have some fun. So the, you know, the guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing is a guy that I've been loving all along, and it's been Jameer Jones, but half of that goes to Quincy Roche. So I want to see plenty of those two guys because I'm afraid that there's we might be in a face-off situation with both of these dudes here trying to get jobs and I don't want to lose either one of these guys. So the guy, I mean, I actually am a guy that likes Cassius Marsh, but I just don't think he has, I I just don't think he has room on this team and he has the upside on this team. When you're looking at the possibility of Roche or Jones, I think there's so much more upside. So those are the, the two that I would like to see this week. What about you, Dave? Any comments on that, or do you? Want yeah, to add sorry for the weird face, but I'm like you say, go and go enjoy Charlotte. Where did Alex Highsmith go to school? Charlotte. Yeah, he's going well, home well, for then, this then, game. I would not be shocked. Then, then, then he knows everybody. Series just just to be <laughs> maybe because he's closer to home. Maybe they don't because it's not the right because it's not the right thing in his plan. But I wouldn't be shocked if they at least did that just because of you know kind of. It's the preseason. You could do something like that if you choose to. I don't. I'm, I don't know if they should, but I'm okay if they do. So now, so he said the outside linebackers. I'll go. There's so there's lots of answers for this, Jeff. Because no matter what I say, yes. I, I, you you have plenty to still say after that. Yes. Um, right. Unless I just list everybody else. But um, I saw it in that. the live chat, and it's and it's right. I, I really do think we we need to see more Joe Schobert just because of how much time ah. he's had with the Steelers. <laughs> Did I take your answer? That's how I was going to go. <laughs> okay, you want me to change my answer? No. I can change my answer. No, you're good. Um, but no, just just to see more of what you know. Got got to watch the show. Got got to got got to see the show to to know what's going on. So, just the more acclimation there, and that's the biggest reason I'd like to see that. Again, Joe Schobert speaks to the media. Jeff listens. Jeff reads transcripts because Jeff writes articles, mm-hmm. and he talks about this is again fascinating. The Jacksonville Jaguars, he says, they don't tackle at all unless they're playing a preseason game, I believe. Did you all see that? Like he well, said, there's a number of NFL teams that don't tackle. He said in Jacksonville, we don't, we don't tackle until yeah. the uh, preseason. I'm thinking, wait, the Steelers tackle a bunch. <laughs> they, yeah. And I have heard people go, like NFL Network people, they'll go, and like former players will say, we've never seen an NFL team tackle like this in the in training camp. I'm so geez, like that blew my mind. I mean, it blew my mind. I guess maybe it's not abnormal, but for the Steelers, it would be because Mike Tomlin yeah. tackles a bunch. They tackle a bunch. Yeah, they do. That's a good answer. Joe Schobert and Devin Bush. I think they both should play, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think both of those guys need to play. 
But I set you up for an easy one. There's another real easy one. You mean the cluster F that is the Steelers cornerback situation? Exactly. Is that what you're talking about? Goodness gracious. The more I thought I, I was think, leaving you a good one. No. Nah, the more I think about this, the more it gives me, like, uh, I get stressed. I get stressed. I shouldn't be stressed about this defense because they're just that good. But if there's a glaring weakness, holy cow, it's a cornerback. Or no, let me be more specific. It's at the slot nickel cornerback. I mean, when you have Keith Butler and his – media availability giving a bunch of dag gums and all this stuff talking about the nickel cornerback that's not a good thing you don't want to hear dag gums come out when he's talking about that you're his own team and i don't know what they're going to do and i talked about this on for my let's ride when i had michael beck on coach mr captain blue check mark michael beck and we both agreed we we don't think that the slot nickel cornerback is on the roster right now you all agree or disagree brian we'll start with you I disagree. I I think he's on the roster. I just don't think they know who he is because who that's are you a problem br- when you're almost yeah. at the regular season. Who what who are you bringing in right now at this juncture? That's going no, to be not a- right now after cuts. Like when they trim the rosters, I think they're going to find someone that they like and they're going to bring him in, like a Ross mm. Cockrell type. That's tough because you're dealing with a guy who's had no camp in Pittsburgh and just throwing them in. That's uh, you get into Avery Williamson territory there where, where uh, how much are you getting out of a guy? I mean, this is a completely different position, but remember when you bring in Vance McDonald and it took him towards the end of the year to kind of gel. I mean, he didn't really show up until the last quarter of the season because he came in right before the the Carolina preseason game that year in 2017. So those guys don't get a chance to gel. Um, I I think it's going to be a Norwood or some somebody like that, and they're going to see what they have. Yeah, and this this is where you can get down to the nuts and bolts of the defense and, and the nickel and how some people are at Shannon White, our own Shannon White of Behind the Steel Curtain. He He's on the Steelers hangover with you, Brian. He says they're going to go with like a by-committee approach. I think that is a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. You'll get a team like the Ravens that'll say, we're going to put this personnel out so that you bring Trey Norwood out on your nickel, and then we're going to run right at him. Like we're going to run it right down that guy's throat and he won't be able to do anything. Mike Hilton was a very unique beast in his abilities at cornerback. Dave, well, I'll let you chime in. What do you think? Um, I wouldn't put all my eggs in the basket of having to find somebody else. Cause what if that right piece isn't there? I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, that's okay, why well, I would well, say, well, let me ask you this. And so who's, who is it now then? If it's on the roster, who is it now? Unfortunately, I, and you might say I'm crazy. It's what we all thought it was going to be right after free agency and where it's Cam Sutton bumping in and someone else coming in. We talked about that being an option. Jeff didn't like that option. Then I convinced him of that option. Then they didn't have Sutton playing in there for the longest time. Then they had to get him in there because they didn't have anyone else healthy. Um, I It will be interesting to see what, you know, maybe they find something in a Trey Norwood. It doesn't seem like any of these other, I thought, they had just done so many undrafted free agents that they were just going to throw a bunch of guys at it. I, I thought you were going to see a Shakir Brown thrown in there and other stuff like that. And you didn't really get that as much. So, you know, and I, and I honestly thought that's part of what they had Norwood pegged for. So we'll see what they do with it this week. I'm, it's very, I'm very nervous about it. We, We should be, but 
I wouldn't be shocked if they made a move, but I don't want them to make a move just to make a move. If it's not the right move, we don't need another Justin Gilbert. Um, you know what I'm saying? We don't need another uh, Boykin, Brandon Boykin. We don't need we don't need a move for the sake of making a move when that move ended up not being a very good fit at all. But sometimes the moves have worked out, though. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm saying was if it Bryce? If, was it Bryce? Bryce? What was his last name? McCain? McCann? Mm-hmm. Something like that. He panned out. Ross mm-hmm. Cockrell was good for them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it does pay. I, I get what it you're does. saying. I get what but you're what saying. I'm saying is, I wouldn't bank on that being my answer because it's. I'm not saying that it won't work out, but there's a chance that it might not. And then you're then. I mean, think about it. When the Steelers brought in Boykin, they just they never put him in there because they said it took him forever to get him up to speed, and he was never ever ready. And Steelers fans wanted to see him, and they basically said he's not ready, and never got ready. So that's it's it is a concern. Yeah, and they're asking you know Butler about the dime. He goes dime. We we, we can't. We have a nickel. How can we have a dime? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I did not, I did not gain confidence after listening to yeah. Keith Butler in front of microphones. But nonetheless, it is what it is. We'll see what the Steelers do on Friday night. Um, all right, let's do. Uh, I was going to go through the camp battles, but I don't. I feel like we've talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to ask you all real quick, though. Let's talk about the battery, the special teams battery. Okay, the trio. Who's your trio? Now, Dave and I differed on our 53-man roster projections on Twice our row. trio, but we'll get Brian in there. We'll give our – who are your, who's your place kicker, who's your long snapper, and who's your punter? Brian, who you have? Well, it's really not going to be Sam Sloman, so uh, I'm, I'm going to say like, – come on, it's Chris Boswell. So there's yes, I mean, he's the, the only one on the roster. That's yeah, the gimme. That, that's the that, gimme. I mean, d- don't even ask me that. It's going to be Press Harvin. It's got to be. You don't draft someone seventh. They're. Go- I'm telling you, everyone says nobody's going to give anything for him. Someone's going to give a seven for for Jordan Berry if the, if they can. I mean, if there's somebody out there that needs a punter, he's not a bad option if you're another team. If you're the not the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions have a great punter. But if you've got a team like Jacksonville or the Giants or somebody that needs to bring in a punter, why not? Somebody gave a seven for Brad Wing a couple years ago to make room for for uh, Jordan Berry. So, yeah, it's going to be press. And the third guy, I, for some reason, I think it's going to be Koontz. I don't think it's going to be Canada. Just a gut feeling there? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just really think that uh, I don't think they've been in love with Canada the last four years. And I think what is that how long he's been there? Four years or so? Well, it was he beat he beat out Jeff's Jeff's homeboy, Don't Colin Holba. Uh, yeah. It's the curse, it's the curse of it's the curse of the Holba. That's what has happened to our long snappers. Ever since Greg Warren left, Holba came in and everything was gonna be grand for the next two decades as Holba snapped his way into the ring of honor. And then <laughs> <laughs> Canada beat him out, but and and honestly, Holba had. If you were to, if you were, and I'm going to get back to it. I know you guys want to laugh about it, but still, if you're clocking the snaps, Holba's was way faster. But if you're not spot on, consistent every time, then it doesn't matter. Wait a second, what are you talking about? Are you talking well, about back yeah. in 
back when it was Holba and Canada. It was obviously that Holba was a was a more powerful snapper. I never he heard wasn't, that. He, he was not consistent enough. He had inconsistent snaps, even though he had a more, you know, a faster snap. So Canada's totally, never is been like breaking news for me. Like, I seriously <laughs> well, yeah. never heard this yeah. before. <laughs> is, is that a stat you yeah. pay extra for on Honestly, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, does, you know who talked does. about that? I will tell you who I heard that. I mean, not personally, but who I heard talking about that was Tunchilkin. He was saying, he's like, you know, this other schlub at the time they said, because it, it was when Colbert was still the man and just won the, the home run derby and everything. They're like, they're like, he's got a little bit of an arc to his snap where Holba does not have that. It is a rocket. They're like, the only way Holba doesn't win this job is if it's, if he's inconsistent. And then as time went on, they talked about, yeah, his, his, his snaps just aren't consistent enough. So that's what it comes down to. Sorry if I jumped in on this, but I'm going to say the reason I said Christian Kuntz is because if he didn't have a legit shot at this, he would have been cut last week. The fact that they still kept a long snapper for another week is because they're not sure who it is. And I think he's a better blocker and a better tackler, which he's also a linebacker because he was a linebacker. He's better on punt coverage. And my goodness, like when he first came in at no joke, every single punt, they could have caught a hold on Cameron Canada. That's all he did. He would snap and hold whatever defender showed up in his way. And he got called a couple of times, but they could have called it even more. It was not good. So he's gotten better with that, but that's why I think they could go cheaper and wouldn't lose much. I don't know why we're talking so long about long step. <laughs> I don't know either. All right. I think it press. I'll go with Canada as the incumbent and then we'll go to uh Boswell. Let's do some over under. Yeah. Let's do some over under. All right. So for this upcoming game Friday night, let's roll through these quickly. Steelers point scored. Okay. Steelers point scored. We're going to set the line at 19 and a half over under Brian. What do you think? Under they're go- They're going to get 15 this week. Mm. Dave. I can't remember what I said for a score on Scobro, but that was before we knew who wasn't playing, which makes a big difference. So I'm saying under. I, I think I think you're going to see the least amount of points from. I, I think you might see less than what you saw in the Hall of Fame game. I'm going over. I'm going over. Haskins is going to light it up. All right, points surrendered. Okay, the defense gives up. That's over under set at 16 and a half. Over under Brian. Over, they're going to give up 20. Hmm, okay, Dave. I'm going over as well. I'm going to go under. All right, let's go Steelers sacks. That means they're getting the sacks, defensive sacks. Two and a half over under, Brian. Let's go over. They're going to get three. Okay, Dave. I'm actually going to go over as well with three, but my other bold prediction with that is they will all be in the second half. I'm going to go under with two. Dwayne Haskins passing touchdowns, one and a half. Over under Brian. Let's say over. He's going to get 17. Um, <laughs> did he freeze or is he thinking? No, I think he freeze. So, okay. He's taking the over though? Yeah. Yeah. The, I think he could get two. Okay. Dave? I'm going under. I'll be happy if he gets one. Okay. I think he's going to get two. I'm going to go over. Joshua Dobbs touchdown passes 0.5. We'll go with a half, Brian. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the push on that. I think he's gonna get the point five. 
Do you want to actually give an educated guess? Or... No, I don't. No. Because it's going to be a two-point conversion. How do you get halfway into the touchdowns in? Okay, so I was I was thinking that that he uh he does a flea flicker. And so uh, we'll cut it's that in half. It's not, a hockey where you get, it's not <laughs> hockey where you get a secondary assist or something. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's give him a. Just pick let's over give him under, zero. man. I want to move on we'll to trivia. Under. <laughs> under. Anyways, Dave. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go under for passing touchdowns. I think if he finds a touchdown zone, maybe he'll get it on a scramble. But I don't know if he will do that either. I'm going to go over with one last one. Benny Snell rushing yards, 34 and a half. Brian, over under. I'm going to, you know, I think Benny Snell is going to make things interesting. So I'm going to say over. Mm. Dave? I am going to say over with 35. <laughs> um, <laughs> and honestly, and it's, it's only, only if the Steelers play their, their starting offensive line to start with him. If not, I don't think he he needs he needs blocking in order to get yards. End of story. I'm gonna go with under and say it's about 30. There you go. That's my over under. Dave, do you have trivia tonight? I do. I have a couple. Brian, Brian do you have trivia tonight? Actually, I do not. I had a great Good, one on, on on Monday night, and I'm like in bed. I'm thinking, oh, this one's awesome. I can't wait to say it. So this morning, I went to write it out. I'm like, I have no clue what that one was. <laughs> and it was watch blockbuster. Him, it was like turn the house down while there. we do this. Okay. Um, um, let's see. Which one do I want to do first? Okay. Um, we'll do this one. Since the Steelers are playing the Carolina Panthers this week to finish off the preseason. It's been a long time since the Steelers had their final preseason game against an opponent. You know, obviously 2020 doesn't count. That was not the Carolina Panthers. Uh, any idea who that was and when it was? The last time they finished a preseason and it wasn't the Panthers. I think I looked. I, I don't know the name of the team, but I think I looked this up uh, a couple years ago. For some reason, I think it was like 2011. That was the last... 10 or 11 was the last time that they did not play Carolina. I'm going to say that it was the Philadelphia Eagles that had the, they, had, they finished up with. That's my guess. And the year. Uh, so Brian wasn't right. No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no. <laughs> suck off. Suck no. on that, Brian. Suck on that one. All right. Um, I don't know, 2004. You're closer than Brian. It was 2002. Oh. 2002, and it was the Minnesota Vikings. Ah. Um, at home against the Minnesota Vikings, and it was a 17-14 win. So that just kind of was leading into this being really? the last preseason game. Yeah, believe it or not. So the other question that I had was this. Um, as you guys know, I have – been compiling lots of data because I upgraded temporarily uh, my my PFF <laughs> subscription. It's permanent, have, Dave. You know you're gonna. You know know we're gonna keep it. We're all not these kidding. numbers, <laughs> even if you don't trust them, it's still data. And honestly, I just love getting the snap counts. And I mean, they even do what position each player is in for those snap counts. Like I can tell you right now the breakdown of how many snaps 
a certain player, like let's say an offensive lineman. I can tell you how many Dan Moore had at left tackle versus right tackle. I would have to do is look it up real quick. You know what I'm saying? I, I, mean, I, I love you, that. Are you going to tell us how which player cracks his knuckles the most in the huddle? <laughs> well, they don't have that on here. So I think uh, that's a stat that you'll find. Yeah, you have to pay but, extra for that. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah it, that, that one's even that, that one's not the elite <laughs> membership. That one's the 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 super duper the platinum. I got to know everything elite. <laughs> Plus, subscription. I bet you Captain Blue Check Mark has that. Yeah. Just, just saying. <laughs> Chris Collinsworth sends you a personalized video from Nissan. <laughs> All right. Of him cracking his knuckles. Back, back to the question. We know that the Steelers were wanting to improve the run game going into this year. Art Rooney II talked about it in the offseason before the draft. You knew stuff was coming. Well, part of it is that you want to see the Steelers with improved run blocking. Uh, the Steelers have for the for the 2021 preseason. I remember this is preseason. The Steelers have two players in the top 50 when it comes to run blocking grades. Not only do they have two players in the top 50, they have two players in the top six. They have the number six and the number one run blocking offensive linemen for the preseason going into the last week. Who are those two linemen? I'm going to guess one. Mm -hmm. uh, the top one would be Kevin Dodson. You are correct with the name, but not the position. Mm. Kevin Dodson is number six in the NFL in run blocking right now. Um, he's he's number one overall, but he's number six in run blocking. Okay. I'm going to guess Joe Haig. That would be correct. Joe Haig is the number one run blocking offensive lineman in the 2021 NFL preseason, according to Pro Football Focus. And that's crazy because I, if Brian was reading the comments on articles today, he might have seen me actually say that because, no, because someone brought it up. They're like, oh, yeah, Haig grades terrible. He just needs to be cut. That's, that's not true. You know, his pass blocking is is not good. He's given up four pressures so far, but that was in now remember this is PFF pressures in how many snaps in 71 snaps. Um, and out of those past 40 pass blocking snaps, he's given up four pressures. So if you think about that, that's that's not really what 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 you really want. That's 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 10% of the offensive, you know, pass blocking that he's going to give up a pressure, which isn't good. And now no sacks. They've all been hurries and he hasn't give up a hit either. But um, I just found that very interesting that, that Joe Hegg did that, which kind of, when you go to make the team, I think this kind of solidifies that he's probably going to be, although I, I can't tell you which, that's why I kept 10 offensive linemen with this when it was lazy, because I couldn't tell you which one they're not going to keep. Um, and if it's a weakness of the team, why not keep an extra one? But that was kind of interesting with Joe Hegg, especially if even though we're talking about Dan Moore Jr. being the swing tackle, it might be that Joe Hegg could be the jumbo tight end if they do that, just because of his excellent run blocking grade. I don't know how they're going to do stuff, but I just found that very interesting. But yeah, out of out of everyone, um, and when I said Kevin Dotson was number one in the NFL, that was actually incorrect. He is number one of everyone that it's had. They, I think the minimum is supposed to be 40 snaps. There's some guy in Miami that only has 12 snaps that's barely graded ahead of Kevin Dotson. So I don't know if you really even count him or not. But, uh, yeah, Dotson, is, he's tearing it up in the preseason. 
All right. That was good stuff. Good trivia. So we have about five minutes left. I don't want to screw people out of five yeah. minutes of awesomeness. <laughs> so um, before we do uh, final thoughts, I want to ask you all a question. You guys have been to a lot of Steeler games. In your opinion, what was the, and we don't need like a whole story about it, but what was the best win that you've ever seen live? The best win you've ever seen live it could be anything it could it doesn't have to be playoffs or anything like that just the the best win i don't care who goes brian go ahead and go first it looks like you have your answer i'm gonna say 1997 against the jacksonville jaguars it went to uh it went to overtime i believe uh you know bettis had a touchdown to win the game but they had to they the jag the jags were on the one yard line and the steelers did a goal line stand and it was just a fantastic game. It was right before I, I could tell you this. It was right before Halloween, and it was the night that Jim Leland took the Marlins into Game Seven against Cle- the Cleveland Indians because I uh, just got to see the very end of it when I got home because it was it was a four twenty five game, and I just rolled in to see like the last inning. But so I I remember that well. But you know, just a fantastic game. And I we covered this. Uh, Tony and I did this on the uh, on the retro show. And I remember at halftime, two shirtless Jaguar fans that I was like so afraid that they were going to die because the Steelers were going to kill it at halftime. And they were just running around, go and just like taunting. And I'm like, oh, these poor guys. They seem like nice kids, and they're going to get murdered tonight, especially if the Steelers lose. So I think by the Steelers winning that game, saved those boys' lives. There you go. What about you, Dave? Best Steeler game you've ever seen in person. Uh, I have a lot to consider. Um, anytime you see a playoff win, that's great. I was at the Miami game, but that that's not it. The first game I ever saw the Steelers was them wrapping up the number one seed at Heinz Field the day after Christmas in 2004. That was fantastic. But the best had to be a game that I wasn't even supposed to go to, but could not get rid of the tickets. So I ended up going to Heinz field on December 16th of 2018 and saw the, the Pittsburgh Steelers and one coach, Mr. Captain blue checkmark was also at this same game. So this would be his answer as well. When I saw the Pittsburgh Steelers defeat the new England Patriots, 17 to 10. And that was the Hayden interception. That was the Hayden interception game. Uh, I I haven't been to a lot of games, so I, mine would probably be the game that they. I went with my friend who passed away from ALS. We went and saw the Bengals on Sunday Night Football. That was the year that Terrence Garvin broke the who he broke the punter's jaw. If you remember on the punt mm-hmm. return, so that was the punter. I think his name was Huber. Maybe last Kevin name. Huber. Kevin. Yep. Look at that. Look at that. All right. Um, <laughs> any final thoughts for uh, the? Go to the order, Brian. Yeah, I'm really excited for this game because as much as it doesn't matter, it matters so much, especially to see, and this is what we talked about at the beginning of the show, what really matters in seeing how some of these guys stand up to a you know, first-team defense that is the Carolina Panthers and vice versa, standing up to a first-team offense when you're on defense. And we're going to see what kind of not only depth the you have we're going to find out maybe possibly what happens with those slot corners what happens 
in a few spots on the offensive line. Who's there? And I really think that you're going to say goodbye to somebody that you don't expect. I think there's going to be one or two trades this weekend. I think uh, Kevin Colbert is going to be busy coming up on, I w- not just this weekend, let's just say coming up to the 31st of August where the uh, cutdown day is. Dave, final thoughts? Yes, I'm looking forward to this game tomorrow night as well because, you know, it's Pittsburgh Steelers on the field. It's data, yay. But no, not the same data that we normally get. Okay, <laughs> think about it. What was what was the kind of the idea of why to look forward to the Hall of Fame game? Hey, this is a chance to see these guys that we've heard about on, on the bottom end, even if the starters don't play, getting their first chance to make an impression in the NFL. Then the next week, what was it against the Eagles? My narrative was, hey, I want to see how they improve on certain things and if and how they're going to come back after that one game. Last week, you know, it frustrated me when this wasn't the narrative for people afterwards. It was all about what are the starters going to do? You, I mean, you wanted to watch that first quarter more than anything and critique it because you wanted to know what these starters were going to look like. This week, what's the narrative? Still trying to figure it out. But to me, it's like, who's the last guy on the roster that, that yeah, and who's going to, you know, even make a make a push for the practice squad? Who's going to be filling out the depth charts for the Steelers? And this might be, it's probably going to be the most snaps some of these players who are on the 53 see in a game for the rest of the year, barring, you know, catastrophe, if you know what I mean, that even if they're a player that's going to be rotating in and out, they're, they're going to get extended looks. So this is, this is, let's, let's shape the 53 is what we're really looking at for tomorrow night. All right. I can't add anything to that. Those were both good final (laughs) thoughts here. My thoughts about the game tomorrow, my let's ride podcast Friday morning. There you go. Dave, why don't you send us out? I'll just say before I do, can't wait to be back with you guys tomorrow night. Hey. (laughs) We'll be back tomorrow for a post-game show. Check us out there right here on YouTube or Facebook and wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. We'll say, hey, we'll see you tomorrow night. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.